From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, Soup Plantation in the bedroom. Very formal schmatty. And special guest, Moshe Kasha. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are listening to The Long Shot. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me tonight <laughs> on the show... You were already announced, Sean. What's that? <laughs> you were already announced. Oh, I know. I announced myself. <laughs> uh, with me tonight on the show, of course, the human barbed wire supporter, Mr. Jamie Fencepost. <laughs> <laughs> I also Sam support... Sam like slamming yeah, the yeah. door. I thought that like, was like, not going to be distracting. and It was like doubly distracting. <laughs> um... Also with me tonight on the <laughs> <You> show, <okay? laughs> I'm losing my mind. Um, Good. The human soup plantation platinum card, Miss Amber Kenny, is, is here. Is that a thing? I don't know. I think it should be though. Like an all you can eat. Yeah, soup wouldn't that plantation? be great if there was such a thing? Yeah, it, w- it would cost probably forty five dollars. Right, and you just <laughs> spend the rest of your life going to soup plantation Eating? every night. Okay, soup. There's a soup plantation not far from where I used to work, and I would go there rather frequently. I know that that's the end of that story, <laughs> no, and that upsets not. me. And then what happened? Um, well, here's the thing about soup plantation. There's not that many selections of soup. That's true. I feel like there should be at least... What's the deal with that? Mm. Sorry. Everyone hates me. Is that the end of the story? No. Well, and then um, there was there, this uh, <laughs> woman... Jesus Christ, And Jamie. this is not the, kind, not the kind of one you want to no, run into in an alley. <laughs> I, was, I was in Soup Plantation. At You're the just end. making shit up now, right? No. She wore a vest <laughs> that you would be... Rem- Why do you continue with this? <laughs> just cut and run. There's no, no story there. Wait, she wore a vest that made it so that you didn't want to see her in an alley? That's a scary-ass vest. See, he doesn't even think through the story he's making no, up no, so no, that no, makes no, sense. No, 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 I do. She had a horse. Okay. I was in Supplementation in December, and uh, there was, like, it's kind of a chaotic atmosphere, and there was a woman, like... Why is it chaotic? I've never been to Supplementation. Because it's just a bunch of... Give me soup! Give me some soup! Soup, soup! Who's got soup? Kind of. Everyone goes there because it's all you can eat, so everyone, like, loses their mind. Uh Uh-huh. And and, a lot of kids. And there's a lot of kids. Uh Uh-huh. Very kid-friendly. So it's already kind of a chaotic environment. And then there was this woman standing like a few feet away from our table mm-hmm. who had gotten injured somehow. We couldn't figure out how. And By soup? <laughs> yeah. But like different soup plantation employees were coming up to her and basically saying like, sorry, soup plantation policy is like, go fuck yourself. Um, they said it in not those terms, mm-hmm. but like it was a, a really intense because like, we're like just eating our soup. Wait, wait I don't understand. So she was injured in what way? I'm not sure. She hurt her foot. She hurt her arm. She hurt her face. What happened? Not sure. You, she just was there and she was clearly injured, but we don't know what the injury right. was. Bruised ego. There's know, something injured about her. I only know she was injured because of the conversation she uh-huh. was having. She was like, ouch. She was, she was trying to get something and they were unwilling. What was she trying to get? Like. Money or free soup or something. Oh, I see. And they were just so like, theoretically, it could have been like I slipped and hurt my ankle. Give me some I soup. need some barley uh-huh. soup. But it was a real stressful thing to be listening to while you're trying to mm-hmm. slurp down some passable. What, what, which soup. soup plantation was this? Where was it? Uh, uh, in Hollywood? Uh, no, no, no. There's one in like, um, y- yeah, Los Feliz, almost Eagle Rock. Okay. 
So this was more than likely just a, just a con artist who was working the soup plantation. And it was like the day before Christmas. That's also why it was chaotic. Uh-huh. Everyone, like, it took us two hours to park because everyone was like Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. and that was Two the hours to park and you were so dedicated to going to the soup mm-hmm. plantation that you refused to change your plan. <laughs> we had a plan. Yeah. We can all agree that the soup plantation is the best kind of plantation. <laughs> Today's episode has been brought to you by not soup plantation. Well... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we had Chinese food before this episode, mm-hmm. which I only bring up because we each have a fortune cookie in front of us, and we decided it would be a lot of fun to share <laughs> opening our fortunes with anyone listening to this podcast. You sound be- like... You Click. Mm. I'm going to open my Go. Right go for it, Amber. Tell us what your fortune is. No, I have to eat the whole thing first or else the fortune won't come true. Oh, really? Hori's going to lose his goddamn mind. Well, then I'll open mine and, and read mine. My fortune oh. is your leadership talents bring you an incredible opportunity. In your bedroom. <laughs> really? Really? You're going to do the hackiest fucking thing ever? No, I, just, I, I, had a, I gave it a spin. I spun it. In your bedroom. Ugh, Jamie. All right. Step by step, you will ascend the staircase to success. <laughs> in your bedroom. This is the worst. This is the worst. This is one of the worst fortunes I've ever gotten. Say it again. Mm, it's hard because there's a lot of fortunes yeah, yeah, in yeah, my sure. mouth and on my shirt. Step by step, you will ascend the staircase to success. Sure. The staircase. There's only one staircase of mistakes. Well, that's the only success. way to ascend there's also it. There's a stairway to heaven, and there's up the down staircase. So go ahead, Jamie. Okay. You will spend many years in comfort and material wealth in your bedroom. <laughs> Nailed it. That was amazing. Amazing how funny that also, was to uh, tag it within your bedroom. 03, 14, 24, 30, 44, Those are your lucky numbers, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't as fun as I thought. No, it, it wasn't at all. It was, it was nothing. It was horrible. Sorry, I wanted to share something Jesus. with you guys. Um, all right. Well, let's start today checking in with amber amber what's going on i did something super la hollywood recently yes uh a good friend a friend (laughs) i don't know why not so close (laughs) someone i know you know an acquaintance in college i went to college with him uh-huh. Oh my god, I yeah. cannot communicate. So clearly you're climbing the stairway to success step by step. <laughs> I'm ascending. And it's interrupting step your step. ability okay. to speak. So um, in college, I did children's theater with this guy. Mm-hmm. My freshman year of college. So we would every, like three days a week, every morning, we would go to different elementary schools and do this show. And I think I've talked about it on the what podcast the before. The Salt That Saved the Kingdom. The Salt That Saved mm-hmm. the Kingdom. So this was a pro- High blood pressure yes, show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, it it was fun because we were all 18 years old and we'd be out. Anything is fun when you're 18. Well, we'd be out all night drinking and then we'd be at eight o'clock in the morning, like kind of still drunk, mm-hmm. doing like wearing corsets and like being like the kingdom. Where is the salt? Exactly. For want um, of a salt, the kingdom will be lost. But Schmatty was... Schmatty. <laughs> he was the stage manager. So he was the only one who'd be like, guys... Like, he was in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same age as us, though. His leadership talents... Ascended the yeah, stairs. I can't even find <laughs> it anymore. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. In the bedroom. In the bedroom. The PG version. Where things happen... That are beneath the covers. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. So 
so that was Shmatty. Uh He actually lives in West Hollywood now. Right- Is his real name Shmatthew? <laughs> yes, his full name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he lives apparently like a block away from where I work every day. So I've run into him a few times just on breaks, and we're always happy to see each other. Hello! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, old friend! But there isn't much beyond that. Not he- good friend, just old friend. <laughs> Remember all those times we sort of enjoyed each other's company? In the past. Yes. <laughs> um, but he sent me a message on Facebook out of the blue that he's working on developing a photography business. And since I like that. Developing a photography uh-huh. business. Very clever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all digital. In now. the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> um, so, and he lives in West Hollywood and he's gay, so. All of his. Whoa! <laughs> no, I, he was. How is that pertinent to the story? I'm about to tell you, okay. Sean. He said that all of his subjects so far were male. Like he wanted to have some women to put on his website. So, Just because I love the dick doesn't mean that's all I want to take pictures of. <laughs> um, I think it was just Photos who was around. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, West Hollywood is all gay men, right? One hundred percent. Some dogs. Go ahead. Uh, so he was like, I would love to take your headshots if that would be okay because I'm figuring stuff out and I'd like to have stuff on my... I'm figuring stuff out? He said that. He was coming out to you. <laughs> he did a poor job of it because okay. he did that 12 years ago. Right. Um, but so I went over there on a lunch break. That's how close he lives to my work. And he took some pictures and it was really fun to How long do you him. get for lunch breaks? Like 45 minutes to oh, an hour. Oh, that is close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, if you're considering the back, getting back on time, we're talking about probably 15 minutes there. I'm telling you. Back keep going. Keep going. This is good. This is good. <laughs> well, Sean, work with me. And then there's 10 minutes there. There's enough time for a conversation. So 15 minutes back. No one's getting in trouble today for being late. Jamie Flam, everybody. <laughs> Jamie Flam. Go ahead, Amber. Uh, so, yeah, we got to catch up on each other's lives and... Uh, See each other in a more relaxed atmosphere. He has a lovely place. More relaxed atmosphere than what? Well, I feel like we... Do you run into each other mostly at (laughs) the roadhouse? (laughs) Black tie affairs. Well, I enjoyed the first act of the opera. (laughs) Schmatty, what are you doing here? (laughs) No, it's... uh, No, it's... I don't know. When you're running into old college friends... This is quite a cocktail party, isn't it? I can't believe we're raising funds for the museum. <laughs> Schmatty! What a pleasure to see you! <laughs> um, no, like, when you see old friends just on the street, it's a lot of, like, what is your job and what is your location? Goodbye. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't talk. So you guys are robots, basically. <laughs> Correct. What is your job? What is your Affirmative. location? Moving on. <laughs> that sounds very... Interesting. <laughs> Do you like dicks? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Jamie. I know. I'm in a weird one. Okay. Um, so it was nice, and he was figuring stuff out. Like, he kept apologizing. Like, I'm just figuring out how we're going to take pictures here, and maybe I should get a backdrop, and, and about the light. And, and he kept apologizing. I didn't ask for headshots. I was just hanging out with him. Right so I, right I felt time. like he was apologizing in ways that he did not need to. And he sent me a text message today saying, sorry, I haven't gotten you the pictures yet. And I, like, again, I Sounds like he lives his whole life in shame. Apologizing. Yeah. Mm. Schmatty. Schmatty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, believe we had to wear tuxedos on this submarine. <laughs> Schmatty, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I might uh, 
have headshots soon that aren't congratulations seven, <laughs> that aren't seven years old i just found my headshots the first headshots i ever had taken Ugh. it's hilarious is it wacky do you have like a wacky no tie? it's not wacky but there's w- such weird ones like i actually showed them at my at my talk show which is happening again march 31st at the upright citizens Brigade theater five dollar tickets are available uh-huh. online ucbtheater.com that was really smooth sean thank you but i showed them and people were just blown away there's one where i'm like this <laughs> like a little baby, like, like an adorable and then baby another on a one like this. <laughs> no, <laughs> and then there's the Are craziest one. No, 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 no. <laughs> the craziest one is literally there's one where I'm like this, this and I a, know this is great this podcasting. Is amazing radio. <laughs> but if you could see what I was it's doing, like you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Kind of almost like I'm holding up my head to keep it from falling off, and I'm also clearly wearing. A very inexpensive digital watch in many of the pictures, so it just looks shitty, you know. Right. And I'm also 25 years younger than I am now, right. so I'm incredibly handsome and thin <laughs> with lots of hair. And recently Filled bar mitzvahed. <laughs> yes, recently bar mitzvahed. Right. Um, well, the other funny thing—I don't know if this is an every photographer thing—but he kept being like, "You're a natural. You're still such a beauty." And sorry, sorry. Definitely yes, not the photographers like, I've known. But I—I I don't know how to phrase it i didn't believe him like it felt like so you also have low self-esteem i definitely do yes but it felt like he felt like that's what photographers say does that make sense like he was saying things like work it girl yes. <laughs> <laughs> give me some tood <laughs> look over your shoulders if you have a secret oh, that kind of thing <laughs> um well, well i'll be excited to see if they come out well yeah, I'll. Uh, we'll, it's always fun to get new headshots. We'll post them on the interwebs, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, we'll post them on the interwebs. Why not? <laughs> Let's put them out there and see if you can get some work. Put them on your OKCupid OK account. A hoot. I don't have an OKCupid okay account. Uh, speaking of OKCupid, okay Jamie, <laughs> mm-hmm. what's going on with you? Well, <laughs> he's back to the lasagna recipe. First of all, uh, yes. Jamie checking his <laughs> preparation cards. Not going to talk about that. Why not? Why not? What talk are you not? It. Tell me. Tell me what you're not going to. Well, talk here's about. what we'll talk about. I um. Are you doing push-ups? I did my <laughs> taxes. I've been doing last sit-ups night. lately. <laughs> Started with ten. I'm up to forty. You're, you did your taxes. I did my. Ta- I finished them last night. Congratulations. Thinking them, I, I, I had them done a good four days before they need to be done. No, they're due in April. Right. You're confusing St. Patrick's Day with tax day. Do you get a return or do you owe money? Return. That's a good reason to do them ahead of time. Right. I already got my return back. So my checking Cha-ching. in is a uh, just a friendly nudge to all of to you out there. To do your taxes. Get them Wait, done early. Your checking in is to tell the listeners to do their taxes. I am going <laughs> to fucking kill myself. That's the only thing you have going on in your life is that you did your fucking taxes early. Well, there's improv shit, but I'm not going to talk about that. And there's no girl stuff. There's no girl stuff. No. Why is there no girl stuff? Let's get into I'm, it. I've just been power working. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but every time I say it to a girl, they're like, It doesn't, not, it doesn't sound tonight. like a thing. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no. Every time you say power working to a girl? They say not tonight. I don't know what that means. I don't actually say that to girls. But what would... I thought you meant you were working at the, at the improv. improv. No, yeah, that's yeah. that exactly what I meant. So why would you say... I'm it, lost. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I believe we have a couple of listeners out there that are on board. Um, oh, the girls are trying to convince you not to work. So I don't even going, know anymore. Not tonight. 
doesn't make I sense. really am trying to understand. Sorry, baby. I'm power working. <laughs> Does he mean power not. walking? <laughs> no, yeah. you just have, you, you have work, so you've not been embroiled in romances. No, I mean, you know, I spend 45 minutes a day on OkCupid. Doing what? Just browsing. Just going, nope, nope. <laughs> Nope. More or less, nope. I, we've talked nope. about this before, but it is like hide, 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 hide. That's Jeez, what you do. You hide them. You can hide them, so that you don't have to look at their fucking faces anymore. Oh More or less, you're like, oh, she's never come up again. And you're not having any luck with getting in touch with somebody. No, I haven't tried. In you a gotta while. put it out there. I know. So this has been uneventful. Um, you have so many more notes, though. Well, yeah, go down the list. Push-ups. Okay, we talked about push-ups last week. That went fucking nowhere. Wink, wink. Last week, two hours ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? You wrote that on on the list? list? (laughs) It is. Oh, yeah, continue. Christmas. Um, My upcoming trip, which we'll talk about when I get back from it. Um, I wrote down stressed out. The next time we get together, I will have gone somewhere. Uh But, Jamie, you're you're going to Santa Fe, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. You got to promise that when you come back, something Some- will have happened in Santa Fe. <laughs> I just got off you the phone. You can't just come back to Santa Fe from Santa Fe and go, oh, I yeah. did push-ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know. I just got off the phone. I've uh, ascertained some uh, things that I'll eat there. That will, Are you talking about drugs? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and not your you know mom and pop's drugs. Huh. You said ascertain. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that the tip off? Because he would have just said, like, I got stuff. Uh huh. So, what, what drugs are you going to take? Um, don't back down now. You brought it up. I don't know much about them. Truffles. Truffles are just. <laughs> That's a mushroom. That's a really rich chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it goes straight to your head, apparently. It's for dessert. I don't know. I just got off. I got the phone call from my uh, hookup. And he said, I, "Your connect, my connect, your Santa Fe connect, my Santa Fe connect." Prop Joe. But here's the thing about the Santa Fe trip is that I need to get out of town. I've been under so much stress, and I your just, life is a whirlwind. It's mm-hmm. a fucking uh, nonstop whirlwind. Super working, and I didn't really think about it. And Power I have no money. Oh, sorry for all this whirlwind. I have no money. How do you have no money? It doesn't matter because it all goes to my rent. Oh God! And fucking my stupid health insurance situation. Don't let me get into that. No, please don't. Okay. Um, but so I was looking at the, the flights, and they're all like three, four hundred bucks. But for one hundred and twenty bucks, you could take a train. That sounds fun. It does in theory. And when I bought them, I was like, "Yeah, this will be fun." But it's eighteen hours. Yeah, you're, it's a nightmare. That's and a they leave nightmare. at six p.m. So you're going to be tired. Sore. There's not like a view at like two a.m. So that's and that's two worst. days of my. Are you going my by vacation. yourself? I'm meeting a couple friends out there. Hello. Oh, in fact, and that might be it, we'll see. There's, there is an OkCupid lady who is from Santa Fe, who was supposed to be in LA, but she never moved here. I'm going to reach out to her, because that's where she is. See if there's something going on. Yeah. In the Four, Land of Enchantment, 420 by the friendly. way. I'm going to the Land of Enchantment. Why is it the Land of Enchantment? That's just what it's called. Santa Fe is called that? Yeah. License plates. Really? Those uh, Santa Fe license plates? It's as much of... Uh, validation as you need uh finished uh, watching breaking bad good god i'm up to date on breaking bad that's pretty exciting cutting edge finished watching uh the netflix series house of cards house of so cards. good oh. <laughs> nothing is happening well i mean it's been an nothing hour nothing happens in your life 
All you did was just list TV shows you watched. Three. I just started Mad Men. Three. True. <laughs> Jamie Back just looked guy. down at his card to see if there's anything else worth. Well, there's so much stuff. There's when we so have two much others. writing. I know. Can I can I look at it and, and quiz you on stuff? Let me see the card. Okay, let's see. Oh yeah, that's definitely on there. <laughs> Drinks with Mick. What's that about? I actually, is that with an Irish person? Yeah. Is that derogatory? Yes. No. What does it mean? I actually don't want to talk about that one. You <laughs> fucker. Well, no, that, that's like getting into improv stuff and taxes done. We already covered that amazing. <laughs> um. Oh, oh, I didn't know what Ori was. Mr. He's telling you to stop eating. Check Jen. Oh, don't do that. That side's my just to-do list. So what do you have to do to check Jen? <laughs> Jen's my neighbor, and she's out of town. I got to just check on her apartment, get her mail for her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's just my to-do list. Like that, that is not interesting. <laughs> Unlike the other side, which is fascinating. <laughs> the have-done list is amazing. You missed print my Amtrak ticket. <laughs> Is that on the to-do and list or on the have-done list? Set my away message. <laughs> when are you going to set, set your away, away message on your computer? Or for my Gmail, yes. Oh when, my God. when are you leaving for Santa Fe? Uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Oh, that's exciting. Are you yeah. all packed? No. He says angrily <laughs> to Amber. <laughs> no, today, to, today I had like five hours before I had to be here. And I had so much to do. And what did you have to do? Give me some specifics. Check Jen. He had to check Jen. He had to print out his oh, Amtrak yeah. ticket. He had to um, relate to re- people. Release Losho Po. <laughs> and then it's a away message. That's it. It's all of them. There's, this is not the entire list. You did it all. There's two other here. Oh, man. You look like a crazy person. <laughs> look at this. this. <laughs> Jamie's pulling out card after card of stuff written, stuff written on it. How does having multiple... Press release. Note to Libby. Mass email number one. I wonder if there's a mass email. There is no mass email number two. <laughs> That's next week. Book vag. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Incriminating. <laughs> it's for JJ. Books. I get iPod. <laughs> By the way, you know what's on the list? Low show po check in. <laughs> didn't get to that <laughs> one. You didn't, you Did didn't get, to that, get one. to that one. <laughs> I, you see how much stress I, I, I go through? Like I'm like, what the fuck am I going to check in with? I, God, I have a checking in coming up. I what do. if I write check in on my list, then check in about that? That actually is funny. Um, okay. <laughs> I think we did a good job. We're all checked in. You think so? Are you checked in? I'm checked out. Mm. Um, Tune in. All right. I guess this is a good place to take a break. I don't know. (laughs) Do you have anything going on in your life, Sean? (laughs) 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 I wish I had more. All right. We'll be back in a moment (laughs) with a very special guest. Hey friends, the time has finally come. We are actually, maybe, possibly in the future, going to have long shot t-shirts. But we need your help because we need a lot of help all of the time. Um, so we're going to have a contest for t-shirt designs. That means 
you get to design our t-shirt because we aren't willing to. But there's prizes in store. If you have the winning design, you get a free shirt with your own design, credit for designing the shirt on our website and merch site, a special shout out on the show, website, Facebook, Twitter, merch page. Your name's going to be all over the place. And you get to go to L.A. and come to a live taping of the Long Shot Podcast. There are some rules. I know you guys like to think outside the box. The design must be black and white, no color. It must fit on the front side of a t-shirt, you creative types. And the Long Shot Podcast will have the right to use the winning design for any and all merch. So uh, send out your creative designs. Send them all in to info at thelongshotpodcast.com. Once again, that's info at thelongshotpodcast.com. T-shirt it! <laughs> we are back. You're listening to The Long Shot. Halfway through that last scintillating segment, <laughs> our guest arrived. He's here now, Mr. Moshe Kasher. Welcome. Hi, welcome. Where's Eddie Pepitone? He is Austin, in Austin, Texas. Where's Texas. the Bitter Buddha? He's, right. well, I wanted the Bitter Buddha. It's premiering all over the country right I now. I was promised a Bitter Buddha. He's Sorry. got so That's many premieres Sam. to go to. Long shot podcast. More like long shot that Eddie Pepitone will <laughs> show up. Nice. Thank you. Um, it is actually a long shot these days because he's Eddie, so busy, man. you know? Yeah. Well, Riding I'm here. straight to the top. You are here. And... Uh, <laughs> We decided today that since you were here, we were going to talk about hip hop. Oh yeah, because I because of my extensive background in hip hop. I mean, I am into hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wait, when does this go? When does this mm, next like week? Two weeks. Next, oh, oh. a week from <clears throat> Wednesday. So much for promoting my dates this weekend, huh? Correct. Mm, forget about. What it. about your dates we're next good weekend? For nothing. Or do you <laughs> not fill your calendar ahead of no, time? No, I only do one week, <laughs> one at, week a time. at a time, <laughs> and that's called- and I schedule podcasts accordingly. <laughs> so I basically wait. You got to get on the no podcast. Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> you got to get on the podcast that come out the same night. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's exactly the radio is what they call yeah. that, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's start today with Jamie. Oh, hip hop. <laughs> I feel like I just woke you up. Well, um, for me, I was going to talk about. Uh, you are going to talk about. I'm right now about to start talking about. You know, I was very much. <laughs> give, us a little, give us a little preamble before you get going. I'm finna talk about in the theme of hip hop. I'm finna talk about when I was at UC Santa Barbara and in high school before that. You know, very much into the underground hip hop scene. And of UC Santa Barbara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a scene. Was there a scene like? I don't know. Although I, yeah, Jamie and I both went to UC Santa Barbara. We both got degrees, which is in it's in UC, <laughs> and we both got degrees in religion at UC Santa Barbara. That's Whoa. weird. It is, it is weird. very weird. That's bizarre. Yeah, we had some of the same teachers, not the same time. You guys were different eras of the religious studies program at UC Santa Barbara. I think we were maybe the same time. I, I left at the end of '99. Oh, well, you're old. Yeah, <laughs> I am kind of old. Um, but no, I had a radio show called The Jungle, which is it's a kind of a really it was a hip hop show on KCSB. The Jungle, yes, yeah, that's mm. Mm. It was, the Gorilla the Factory <laughs> playing the best hip hop hits. <laughs> admittedly, now banana peels like, a plenty. <laughs> Monkey Hour. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jamie. Well, the next show I had was with it was with an African American uh, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, a black fella. Um, <laughs> a black fella. <laughs> he was actually half black, half Japanese. Oh my God. Fair enough. He was a, a great guy. Thank you for coming clean. He was a well, really great guy. <laughs> in Jimmy's defense, it was probably very difficult to find a black guy at UC Santa Barbara. Fair enough. And, but the radio station is where, where you would go. They would just hang around. <laughs> to find the black guys? <laughs> our show, by the way, our show was called... Uh, Bing bong. <laughs> Hi, welcome to KCOQ. (laughs) I have a wonderful story about black people at UC Santa Barbara. (laughs) When I first got there, uh, it was like orientation week. And you know that they're, that they, how they, at college campuses, especially like really like sort of college-y college campuses, they'll do those chalk drawings on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the spirit club is meeting at blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, Atslan, forever, whatever. So I was this black. Uh, you lost me there. But. Well, you know, like the Mexican Student Union is oh, like, okay. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was walking along and this black couple passed me and I was looking on the ground, like I was sort of cocking my head to the ground, look, <laughs> reading the chalk outline as they walked past and sort of like, like staring. And the dude turned around. And he's like, you looking at my girl's ass? Ah. And, and I was like, I got real uppity and I was like. No, I wasn't. I was reading the chalk outline. Welcome to college. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, welcome to this dick, motherfucker. And I was just like, you win. That's it. I had nothing. I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. That's you nice. that you completed. Thank you. Nice yeah. to be here. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> I want to end every. To this dick. Welcome to college. Well, there's no comeback. No, yeah. not welcome to this yeah. dick. I was making a point about Thanks. maturity. I was sir. just leaving. Uh, <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> uh, so go ahead, Jamie. So the, the second show I had was called The Underground Railroad. No! Stop it! <laughs> what the hell? But I, I felt that it was, you know, I had the approval of... Third show, Antebellum South. <laughs> Fifth yeah. show, Just fourth K- show. KKK. <laughs> Middle Passage. Jim Crow. Yeah. Um, I, love, I loved hip-hop music, underground <laughs> hip-hop. And um, I just remember this. I, I was back at home for the summer. I was staying at my parents' house. And... One night, I was overcome by inspiration, and I was going to write the best movie of all time. Were you high? I was not high. <laughs> okay. Totally sober. And it was a movie that was going to break down fucking hip-hop. And <laughs> all I remember about the movie, and I was writing down notes, was that... Um, did it was they gonna, look like those? Probably. <laughs> probably did. And um, that it was going to follow, like almost like that movie Traffic. Not not Traffic. Uh, what's the movie that won the Oscars that wasn't very good? Traffic. Crash. 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 Crash, right. Good. <laughs> We're going to follow you. through the world of hip-hop, and, um, and all the five elements will be represented, and you would see like the story of a, a kid. Jamie, what are the five elements of hip-hop? We were trying to remember earlier. Well, there's a break rapping, dancing. breaking, rapping, spray painting. Spray paint, DJing. DJing, and... Uh, what is the fifth? Hold on, I couldn't hold think on. of it either. The fifth element is just the movie with Bruce Willis. <laughs> and it is so hip Oh, it's uh, beatboxing, perhaps. Maybe it is. I think it is. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the fifth element is beatboxing, perhaps. Or Milo Dudovich. But this movie was going to take you on a, a journey through all the, the evolution of hip-hop music. I finished spray-painting the, the cardboard for the breakdancing competition. Now I'm going to go upstairs and beatbox my way into rapping the DJ. <laughs> See, the, you, it, at the end, it fell apart. <laughs> because you can't rap a, a it's DJ. Always a, it's always a third act problem. You know? <laughs> That's right. Third acts are always the hardest. But I didn't sleep for 24 hours. And I remember like the next day, I'd like telling my entire family, I was like, I've got it. <laughs> you this were is having it. a psychotic break. Yeah. I might have, you were a little crazy. 
There's just like strings <laughs> hanging from the ceiling in his room. Anyway, I just remember being so embarrassed, or embarrassed now, thinking about this how, fucking how movie. How far did you get in the writing no, The process? next day I was over it. I mean, I thought about it a lot. But like, did the you next have- day I was over it. <laughs> I mean, how I was on to new things. How many so pages even back then, write? there was no script ever written. It was just <laughs> An outline. Did, did you have a yeah? What, what was What did the you outline? do during the twenty four hours though? <laughs> you didn't sleep. just thought about it. I just snapped. I should yeah. be asleep right now. I have another embarrassing moment. There was a group called Blood of Abraham. Sure. Oh yeah, the Jewish hip hop group that was signed and discovered by Eze yes, on Ruthless exactly. Records. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Which you know, for a sixteen year old kid like me in the valley, like that was like. Take it down. <laughs> that was the most exciting thing ever. Easy E was like saying it's cool to be Jewish, and there's these two Jewish right. guys talking about Zion and all this shit. Yep. But I remember sitting by the steeple. Easy E says it's cool to be Jewish. But it's sat by the steeple, something by the chapel. The choir's got my tongue, and, and the preacher's got, got my Adam's, Adam's apple. apple. Yeah. Nice. Boom! It was like a basically an anti-Christian takedown. It was. It was weird. And there's a song called N Word and the Jews, which is like, it was basically like. These are the two people that live... I don't know. What's the N-word? Finish the sentence. <laughs> Finish the sentence. What were you going to say? These are the two people what? Well, in, in, you know, in my mind then, it was just like, we're the two cool races. <laughs> we are the two I mean, cool right? races. Yeah. Uh, but, Disagree. But I remember sitting my parents down, ugh, just in our living room, and putting that CD on the stereo, and being like, check out these lyrics. Like, hip-hop's for everyone. And there's this, this group talking about Jewish people like us. And just what were they thinking? How did they react? Just, you know, probably couldn't understand a word of it. And they were like, what's the matter with him, Bob? That's as good as I can do. I'm not very good at it. That's all. But I, I just, you sat your parents down in the living room with what intention? Well, he was going to like change their mind. Turn them about, on to hip hop. Yeah. The way they saw the world. And remember, I remember talking to them like, hip hop is a way of life. You know, it's not just this music I listen to. Like, it's not a fad. It's not a fad because I, you know, I started a record label. Called Did Rocket, you really? Rocket Ship Records. Put out oh, records. it didn't have a weird racist connotation. <laughs> no, no, no. That's too bad. Because <laughs> you broke form. Lynching. Okay. Straight lynching. Um. So they were gonna, they were going to be on board now with your hip hop lifestyle. No, no that, was, that was the intent. Your mom raps, so sh- it worked. Your mom raps. She has rapped. Is your mom Easy E? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't rap anymore. I guess rap in peace. Yeah, <laughs> rap in peace is funny. Her mo- his mom is. Uh, never mind. I'm she lost. has rapped on this show before. She's really come on the podcast and rapped. Oh, it's like um, Barry Sobel's mom. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't Word know. to your mother. I'm his mother. <laughs> Word to me. It was, yeah, I wrote it was that. Sim- similar to that. Yeah. It was something like that. Uh, all right. Amber, yes. Tell us about hip hop. I was never cool. I'm still not cool. But I remember distinctly. Uh, Don't sell yourself short. Uh, in junior high, everyone was really, really excited because there was a contest going on, and you had to like. It was one of those dumb things like collect the most cans of a specific kind of soda, and you grape. Couldn't... Was it grape? <laughs> no. Just to go on with the theme. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a brand, not a flavor. But uh, I don't remember what it was. But it was to win from the local radio station a concert at the junior high. <clears throat> and everyone was really, really, really excited. Wait. Who was the contest with? Coolio. 
No, 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 no. But in other words, who are you competing against? <laughs> like other junior highs? Was there a lot of junior highs <laughs> in your town? Well, I think it's it was... Coolio. <laughs> they only needed two for him to show make it worth his while. I think it, that radio station was like all of Southern California. Oh, okay. So it was it's any of, junior yeah, high yeah, school yeah, in yeah. Southern California. It was California. like a Kiss FM type thing. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, but I was such a loser wannabe that everyone, fucking asshole. everyone was so excited. I was like, man, I really hope we win that Julio concert. <laughs> <laughs> Julio. <laughs> so you just miss on her, you and on a fantastic voyage. And they're all like, what did you say? And I was like, um, what was you, I supposed to say? The fuck did you say? just say, Amber? Mulio? <laughs> You say it once. So you didn't know who he was? No. No, no, no idea. idea. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, you didn't know who Coolio was? He Not was the, the biggest thing. Well, it was before Dangerous Minds. Uh-huh. I mean, he was doing junior highs at the time. Dangerous Minds, Coolio, and then there's Post. World of Difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that's like the story of my life where I'm like, I know things. I don't know anything. And you thought his, his name was Julio. <laughs> thought he was down by the schoolyard. So did you guys win the contest? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Oh, dear. It's a sad story all yeah, around. That is a sad story. <laughs> a rough one. Yeah. We had, uh, at my junior high school that I was teaching at, my first year of teaching, Dougie Fresh came to an assembly, and they were like, give him a mic, and he'll beatbox. And the equipment was so shitty. Oh, it was no. just Dougie Fresh on one of those like amps that the mic connects directly uh-huh. to. That sounds like shit, and he was beatboxing on that. You didn't even have to collect sodas? <laughs> uh, I think we were actually given sodas. Wow. We didn't have you, to go get them for ourselves. a whole different caliber. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty cool to see Dougie Why Fresh. was he there? I don't know. I think he probably lived in the neighborhood. Oh, nice. And just happened by. <laughs> Where was this? This was in Harlem, New York City. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Harlem, so. Was it really? Yeah. You went to junior high no, in Harlem? I was teaching Oh, you there. taught there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, Dangerous Minds was about him. Yeah, right. that was my life story. <laughs> um, all right. Motion. Tell us about hip-hop. Well, I don't know. What, what do you you want an anecdote? Story, oh, yeah. I mean, you have, I've been, have one. I've been listening to hip-hop since I was a very young kid. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Oakland, so the soundtrack to my life was... Hip-hop. Was West Coast gangster rap, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, and in fact, I just, on my podcast, The Champs, Fuck With The Champs, uh, <laughs> I just uh, interviewed Too Short, uh, which was oh, a nice. big, very big dream come true for yeah. me. Um, and I was unable to interview him for like the first 10 minutes because I was just like, oh, you're just, so you're like great and like in every way you're great. But um, I, uh, I listened to gangster rap when I was a very young kid. I, both my parents are deaf. So they're also into hip hop, and uh, and I was able to. So they listen. are not into hip hop. They are not, but yeah. DEF. It's a it's a sort of double entendre. Oh, I didn't you even follow be that. Down oh, yeah. I didn't even follow that. So the point, I just presumed you meant that they could not hear. They cannot hear. Uh, Let's one, break it down further. One is dead, so he might be able to hear now in heaven. His and hearing has been restored. It's possible. Everyone hears in heaven. I think that's right. Actually, there was It this says one. that twice up there. When it I says was... everyone's here, everyone here is in heaven and everyone here is in heaven. And everyone here. <laughs> if we're going to do deaf jokes, we're going to do hear jokes too. When I was a young, very young kid, my dad bought me. He was my dad was a Hasidic Jew mm-hmm. and deaf. 
and he bought me this this uh, album by this guy called Country Yussi, Country Yussi and the Stiebelhoppers, <laughs> who was like the Weird Al Yankovic of uh-huh. Hasidic Jewish uh, music. So he would redo um, like famous songs, and he would be jokes, it, it, not even jokes. It would be Jewish <laughs> instead. You know what I'm saying? So like, keep away from the runaround Jew, like that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But, <laughs> But sometimes he would do originals, and there uh-huh. was one called the Deaf Man in the Stiebel, and the last the Deaf Man and the Stiebel in the Stiebel, which is the Stiebel, is like you know the the chapel or whatever. Okay, and he goes uh, the last line of it. I, I remember preacher had his Adam's apple. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> Actually, Easy E discovered Country Yussi in the Stiebel hoppers. <laughs> but he um, the the songs. There's a, I remember at the beginning was there's a Deaf Man in the Stiebel. And to everyone's surprise, he comes to shul each Shabbos with bright and cheerful eyes. But and in the end, the the uh, the the son of the deaf man is the cantor. He's the he's the singer in the thing, and he goes in, and they run up to him after the prayer, and he goes, "What is it you were thinking of that made you sing so well?" And they start talking. He goes, "Well, you know, my dad was deaf," he said, "and last night he passed away." It's the first time that my father's heard me pray. (laughs) (laughs) So the moral of that story is you do get your hearing back. You get your hearing in heaven. Uh, Yeah, I think. Did you identify with that song? I did, though. I did. (laughs) I cried when I heard it as a little boy. (laughs) (laughs) My my dad wasn't dead then, but I knew someday he would be. He would be. So I um so I listened to to rap from when I was a little kid from the the young my youngest Who age. introduced you to it? Well, in Oakland um uh sort of I always describe it like the social hierarchy in is black like tough gangster is the top of the the food chain. Right. So everybody wanted to be that guy. Right. And so everybody emulated that musically and fashion wise and blah, blah, from, blah. From very early on in school. Yeah. I mean, pretty much from, from elementary school, that was sort of, that was the thing that you would aspire to be. And so I, from a very young, very young, actually I wrote, I wrote a rap when I was, I think very young, like mm-hmm. fourth grade or something like that. One, two, three, four. Now I can count up to four. I think, <laughs> I think I remember how it goes. If Go you for it. Here. It's yeah, yeah. a little bit vile, but um, let's see. Oh, yeah, it goes. I make money, and that's not funny. I use my money to get honey from Bunny, who used to be my girlfriend, but now we're just... <laughs> But now we're just fucking as if there had been no end to our relationship. Yeah, she's a trip, but she's fine. She has the best damn pussy I've tasted in a long time. It tastes good. It tastes like fish, which should give you <laughs> a view, a kind of glimpse of how limited yeah. my sort of reference at that point time was. was. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was good. But it tastes good. It tastes like fish. But on occasion, she can be a real bitch. But that's why I don't take no shit. Uh, something, something run into the kitchen, pop a beer. This is where it gets real bad. <laughs> pop a beer. See a queer. This is really, it gets homophobic. You see a queer. Beat the shit out the fag. It's in the bag. I don't tag along with the crowd. And I don't go to Bishop O'Dowd, which was a Catholic high school. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you have to know a lot of it. I like that you had school spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm homophobic. I'm and misogynistic. That's the end of the song. <laughs> the very last thing is I don't go to Bishop O'Dowd. <laughs> 
this whole time I thought you were going to Bishop O'Dowd, no, and then it, at the it, end it of the song, seems like from the song I go to Bishop O'Dowd. Twist ending. This end. is this is one of those homophobes from Bishop. O- <laughs> what the fuck? He doesn't go to Bishop O'Dowd. I don't understand this song. But fourth grade, that's I mean advanced it, for young. a fourth grader. Oh, you mean all the like uh, fucking yeah. and eating pussy, yeah, and, and gay bashing. Yes, I mean that, that. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I just that's the bad thing about hip hop is if you are a young person that is raised in hip hop culture where you get, you know, most of your cultural cues from is from people talking about like the, the worst things. I mean, I love hip hop, but it literally is the the celebration of the worst character traits in a lot of it is. I know some people, but some, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I like to murder. I like to yeah. womenize. Well, especially, especially what you're talking about, which is the West Coast gangster Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like that changed hip hop very much, you know? Yeah, it did. Um, and, and once all that stuff started happening with NWA and, and right. whoever else and out, then, out here. And then Biggie and Tupac died and right. everybody moved away from it, except right. that what they moved away, they had a real, there's a real opportunity for hip hop to move from that stuff into pos- like real, po- and mm. I know everybody will always say, well, there's positive hip hop. But there's not that much. They're not that much positive yeah, hip hop that's mainstream. Although Kanye, I guess, is an example, yeah. and people now are just starting to have positivity. But they move from gangsterism into consumerism, uh-huh. into being rich and awesome right. and spending all, all their money. money. Which is yeah, not yeah. that great either, right? Um, do you remember a song called "We're All in the Same Gang"? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it was like. I mean, I think that's the problem with when when people started trying to move into positive stuff was a lot of it was just shit. You know? I mean, it was good. Like Arrested Development was very good show and band. And, um, and that was good. And PM Dawn mm-hmm. and common has always been positive and blah, blah, blah. But the peop- the majority of main of commercial hip hop has always kind of had like a nasty little message to it. Right. That it's all about money and bitches, bitches and money, yeah. money, bitches, boats. I mean, I, I don't know. Take anything away from that. I mean, I do think no. that that is a, it is a bitches. fun lifestyle. I mean, well, what's you good know? is when you get some, if you're able to eat their pussy and it tastes good like fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I like a good mackerel or a scribe. <laughs> That's you know? a good fishy pussy. Wait, what school do you go to? <laughs> oh, I'm not visible down. That's all I'm saying. I can't. <laughs> say, say it strong. Say it proud. I don't go to Bishop O'Dowd. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, because I, I was introduced to hip hop, well, Two different ways. One way was, uh, I'd say I'm older than all you guys. So when I started listening to hip hop, it was like this new, brand new thing that nobody had ever heard before. Um, but I was on the cross country team in seventh grade. A lot of hip hop starts on the cross country <laughs> team. <laughs> the black kids on the bus would sing hip hop. And I was like, oh, what's that? That's, that sounds. And then I went to my friend Stephen Katz's bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Is that one of the black kids on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> and his cousin at this bar mitzvah with, you know, a hundred people there or whatever did uh, the, um, the Sugar Hill Gang song. Uh, Rapper's Delight. Rapper's Delight. Uh-huh. The whole thing, which is like 14 minutes long, just acapella. He was like. It was like Jamie sitting his parents down in the in, in, the, in the living room. It was like you know, and teaching. But that song is only four minutes. Yeah, but but he was going to show everybody what this new 
it wasn't even hip hop then. It well, was just and rappers rap, delight you know? is so interesting compared to what you guys were talking about because it's about like totally. going to dinner at somebody's house. I was just gonna say, <laughs> it's so, well, like, and it's also just guys describing yeah. themselves, right? Yeah. Up until a certain point, hip hop was actually too positive. Yeah. It just yeah. didn't have anything to they it. They weren't it saying like, anything. Yeah, these black tables are whole whole bunch, and I eat them up. I eat. Them I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Yeah, so like, here's the thing that happens to me: I wear clothes every day. I go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in the morning I can't find my socks. <laughs> well, you know what changed that? Uh, so if we're going to do a hip hop history lesson, I'm sure Jamie knows. The first thing that changed it was actually well, it's very early on is the message. Uh-huh. Uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. It's the first time that anybody was saying it, that actually starts to talk about the the horrors of the ghettos. It's a broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the street. You know they just don't care. And they that starts to be like. A, but and then really, Rakim um, was the first MC that brought sort of sophistication into into rap into into the lyrics yeah internal rhymes and that sort of thing right and and sort of talking about real serious stuff although the message i would do is is probably the first serious hip-hop to deal with real themes of beyond chicken and the knicks <laughs> i'm wearing a hat but it was just so, <laughs> i like was, chicken a lot it was In so funny to be at this kid's bar mitzvah and have this other kid who was like 12 years old he must have been such a cool kid and it was- I, I didn't know him, uh, but just to watch everybody else just staring and you said at him. Yeah, no music. Oh, or nobody anything. even knew what he was doing. No, <laughs> they were just like, "What the funny. fuck is happening right now?" Can you now? imagine that out of context now? Well, because he's playing multiple characters. <laughs> yeah, he just gets up. He's like, "I've got a few things to say on the occasion of your bar mitzvah." And now Stephen's cousin Abraham <laughs> would we'll like a to do a fourteen-minute rhyme uh, performance <laughs> of going to dinner one time. It was so crazy. Well. well uh, when I had my bar mitzvah, that whole era was like uh, Tone Loke. Oh, sure. Um, young MC. Not the... That was pop rap. Pop. That was like when pop rap really hit in Belle Bib DeVoe. Oof. Anyway. That's why. That was like, that was bar mitzvahs for me. It was those songs and uh, Bendy glow sticks in the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, so it's an old bar mitzvah trick. You take the glow sticks, you go in the bathroom, turn out the lights and spray them everywhere. You have a little glowy treat. Ah. Wait. Like, what? S- like spray the glow juice all over the bathroom. It is <laughs> called glow juice, by the way. I'm going to go spray my glow I'll juice all right over the bathroom. the bathroom. I'm spray my glow <laughs> That's juice. That's the name of the episode. I'm sorry that I'm being slow about this, but is the point seeing it glow while it's in the air or once it lands on stuff? Probably both. Okay. I guess I should just move on. I mean, the, the part where it's in the air just la- lasts a very short period of time. Right. You know? Then you, have, then you have it on the walls, and you're like, oh, I can turn the lights on I don't and off get and it. I don't. Go through it again. Moments ago, this was in the air. Now it's on the walls. But what if you want it to go slowly across the, the I air? suppose you could shake the glow stick slowly, <laughs> no, but that which was a terrible movie about the New York Yankees. Um, all right. What? I, <laughs> shake the glow stick slowly. No. Okay. Nothing. Wrong crowd. If you build it, it will come. Bang, bang the drum slowly was it. <laughs> oh. um, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So we will right. do that. And we'll be back in a moment with a segment on the show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Hi, this is Andy Daly. You're listening to the Long Shot Podcast. Enjoy it before the apes take over. And jokes to that effect. 
<laughs> Need more. Hi, this is Andy Daly. You're listening to the Long Shot Podcast. I was a guest on it once. Can you believe that? We're back. You're listening to the Long Shot. It is a podcast you have heard quite a bit today. (laughs) There's more to come. This is a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. So let's go today first to Amber. All right. Um, My uh, checking in and my middle segment are going to be tied together Great. in my parting shot. It's never been done before. Let's see if I can stick the landing. So, uh, Schmatty and I did children's Schmatty, school. what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, the Salt That Saved the Kingdom, the, the highlight of the show for the kids, uh, in the middle of it, we played trees, and we did a rap. Oh, boy. As trees. Except for I, didn't, I didn't rap. The maple was the lead rapper. I was the pecan tree, so I was a southern belle. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was like an afternoon that we had to sit around and come up with rhymes. Uh, that you had to write the rhymes? Right. That a tree would rap. So what were they? I don't remember. You pecan remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But there was like embarrassing like beatboxing. And like, oh, somebody had to do the beatbox? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, did it go like this? If you recall from earlier. And it was like, I am a tree and I have lots of leaves. It was. I am a tree and I have lots of leaves. Sometimes I wear long sleeves. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> but like the kids would go crazy. It was the highlight of the show. And it was real embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that, that did wrap everything up mm-hmm. quite well. We should didn't all say it would be good, but it would wrap no, it all no, together. It was like, it was like a present. <laughs> we should all freestyle a, a, a parting shot. That would, uh, be, that would be great. <laughs> that would be thematic. Yeah, it would be awful. It would be fucking terrible. <laughs> it would really suck a lot for all of us, including all of your listeners, but it would well, be cool. We're a natural I, cipher formation. I have told this story on another podcast, mm. but I'll tell it here as well. Cheating. It's also going to be on my album, I think, when it comes out. So this is a little preview. But when I was teaching junior high school in New York City, uh, I got into an argument one day. You see, I, I was white. All my kids were were, were not white. When did you stop? African-American. When did I stop? Yeah, being white. Or why did I stop? <laughs> being white. Being white. Um, yeah, at that time, I was white. Um, but they – so they had this preconceived notion that I would – you know, that I was into like whatever, you like know, Leonard Skinner. Sim- rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, right. ZZ Top. Um, well, the beard. Yeah. Well, I didn't have that back This then, motherfucker but. in the ZZ Top. He got legs. <laughs> <laughs> what if they knew it really specifically? <laughs> They're just spinning guitars around. I can't stand ZZ Top. <laughs> Weird ass beard. But I did like him in Back to the Future 3. You remember when they were playing at the hoedown? Anyway. <laughs> That's who he likes. <laughs> I thought you were never going to stop talking about fucking ZZ Top. <laughs> That's all I have, actually. <laughs> um, but I got into an argument one day with this girl about who was a better rapper, her or, or, ZZ Top. or, <laughs> or me, uh-huh. um, because they could not believe that I actually a liked... A little girl? Yes. Okay. Martina de la Cruz. Rest in peace. Was her, was her <laughs> name. <laughs> I fucked that bitch up. <laughs> Uh, no, so she challenged me to a rap battle. 
Oh my god, that sounds adorable. And we had a rap battle at the end of the day. This is so cool. And uh, she went first. Big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did her rap. And was I, it exactly like? It was uh, just eight like mile? eight mile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I was like up in her face. No, no. It was it was long before eight mile even came out. I didn't even know this was a real thing. You know. Um, but she you went invented first. Rap battle. I invented rap battle. Yes. Uh, she did her rap, which you know it was. Pedestrian twelve. At best. Well, it wasn't pedestrian. It was just stuff that she had stolen from other songs. Like right. she didn't even really write anything. And uh, and then I went, and I do kind of remember my. I think you need to do it. My rap. Yes. Was it rapper's delight? <laughs> hotel motel. <laughs> Good. Buckle hotel in, guys. Hotel motel. Holiday Inn. <laughs> this was it. It was like this. I, she finished, and I go, "Is that it?" Uh, is it over? Confidence. Is that all there is? Yo, you ain't got no future in showbiz. Boom. That's enough, Martina. I hope you had fun. Your rhyme was half-baked. It wasn't well done. But well done is what you'll be when I'm done with you. I'll oh chew you up and spit God. you out like bad beef stew. Oh, good. Martina, <laughs> Martina, you're the queen of the lame rhyme. You tried to break up my name. I'm shocked and amazed, dazed and confused, but not amused. So check it out now. It's game time, and I'm going to go out and claim mine. So step off because you're soft and you ain't got no style. I don't mean to judge her or put you on trial, but bust it. You're living vile. Don't smile. They call you De La Cruz and you say you be cruising, but you stepped on my shoes, so you're in for a bruising. Some people call you Teeny. That's kind of a strange name. I think it's got to do with the size of your brain. <laughs> Martina, you're sweet. I got nothing against you. It's too bad that you were so dense. You thought you could outrun me. Now I think it's time we face the fact your rap was whacking my attack, laid you out. No doubt. Don't pout. Don't cry because I am fly. Just try harder next time because you're sunk. You stunk. Yo, it's time to go. I don't mean to diss, but that's it. It's over. Class dismissed. Oh! That's good. There's so much There's about that. There's tears coming down. There's there. so much to say. First of all, you, you, that's amazing. Second of all, it's like you abused this poor child. She's just like tears streaming down her face. You're a teacher. There's nothing as satisfying in life as destroying a 12 year old girl oh in a rap God. battle. You should have said something about her pussy smelling like this, though. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Missed opportunity. My other favorite thing is you're like, I think I might remember some yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Use and abuse. But what was really funny was that after it was over, oh my God. The ki- all the kids that were there were just fucking silent. For like, oh really? I expected them to be like losing their money. I mean, no, they, 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 they were just getting thrown in the air. They were just They were just totally silent and then like just like 10 <laughs> seconds went by and then this one girl Kathy Johnson just went Oh shit! <laughs> and you're like, Kathy, don't. Actually, today it's okay. <laughs> That's incredible. What a good story. That is a good um, story. So yeah, that was my... It's funny to tell stories about destroying 12-year-old girls. Yeah. Right. I did that one time when I was a teacher. I actually... This girl was... You, like, everyone has so much yeah. in common. Well, this girl was like totally giving me attitude. I was also a religious studies major at uh, UC Santa Barbara. <laughs> no, and she was like, well, you're not tough. You're just some white boy. And I was like, well, let's have a battle after school. And I beat the shit out of her. I just I beat her up physically until she was she nearly... She thought you meant rap battle, so no, she showed up. No, it had nothing to do with rap. Yeah, she didn't yeah, think yeah. that at all. And I just beat... She was just a little girl. You were much you know, bigger so than I, her, so I was, I was an adult and a yeah, male, yeah, yeah, and I just yeah. beat her savagely, savagely. You had anger you didn't even realize. <laughs> right. I was never a teacher. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to Moshe. What's your parting shot? 
Oh, well, I mean, I feel this feels cheesy, but I would like people to know that I'll be at One Eye Jacks at, in New Orleans, Louisiana, with Natasha Legero on April Fool's Day. So everybody Ooh, should great. come That'll out awesome. and see me. And um, all, our, all our New Orleans listeners. I mean, if there are any, I'd love for you to come. Some people in Metairie. Yeah, 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 perhaps. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, this has been fun. You guys, this is a fun, fun little pod you got here. Even though there's no, no bitter Buddha, but you know what? He wasn't going to rap. Didn't miss you, Buddha. (laughs) Class dismissed. I would have liked to see Eddie rap, though. Oh, yeah. Well, you got Dana! Margaret! Dana Cruz! One of the, one of the great things, one of the spectacular things about Eddie is that he has no sense of, rhythm Mm -hmm. and we used to be in a short form improv troupe together and the show would always open with a song and often it was a very simple blues song where you would you know you sing your first line you sing your second line and he would always go he first of all he would always start every song by going I was walking down the street today. <laughs> like every time he was walking down the street, you gotta set a palette for he, what's he, to he come. He didn't have, any, he couldn't process Wait, like what's going you? on. Yeah. So he was a rapper from the early eighties. Like, but, but the best part was when he would get to the second line. You, I, I would, I would always watch the piano player just go into panic mode trying to figure out because he'd go, "I was walking down the street today, and then I saw a guy who was wearing a hat, and he <laughs> had something to say. Like it was just so tastes like." <laughs> it was fucking awesome um all right jamie yep parting shot i got a rap too great i would perform my raps and i might have talked about this on a past episode but me and my I friend michael uh would write Didn't you go to like a rap <clears throat> no you went to a dj conference or something no that was a wing eating contest go ahead i have been to rap conferences though um no, when I was like uh, 10, 11 years old, on Saturday nights, me and my friend Mike would uh, perform for his parents in their living room. Uh, we would lip sync songs. Um, we performed LL Cool J's I Need Love, which I think I mentioned sure. that. That is not a song. It's very sexual. Yes. <laughs> word for word. And on a keyboard. just Jesus Christ, Dave, that weird neighbor kid is down in the living room again. We got to go watch him. But we did perform a rap song um, that I would an like original? to perform. An original rap song. That kind of takes on Eddie's kind of, well, you'll see. I went to the market the other day. I didn't have the money, so I couldn't pay. The clerk went away and said goodbye. I couldn't get the apple custard pie. I said, hey, over there, can I borrow a buck? She said, if you ask me again, I'll say fuck, fuck, fuck. I said, it's not for food and it's not for drink. It's for cleanser for my bathroom sink. I need pine salt. <laughs> I need pine salt. I need pine salt. So. <laughs> what, what do you need? Going. I need pine, pine salt. So. Okay. So that's that. Got that. Were you sponsored? <laughs> it was, uh, uh, we got salt. free product. Wait, why were you going to say fuck, fuck, fuck? I think that was basically an, an excuse just to, to say bad Did words. Did you do that in front of the parents? Was oh, that maybe I, we might have censored that part of it. Ask me again, I'll say bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> maybe. Cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> and also, just a quick pet peeve. I don't know if, if you guys have seen this in the, in the stand-up world. But there's still comics. When I first started booking, I would do these showcases, and I'd see these old school comics come up, and they still do these rap bits. Oh, sure, I know. You know? Just what and you no mean. one. Raps like, well, imagine like like seeing a rap in the in the South. It might go like this: Dang, 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 dang. Hey, y'all! I'm a hip hop guy. <laughs> yeah, walking it, down the street with Ed I. 
Pepitone, that <laughs> is. Pepitone. <laughs> and it always Pepitone, ends. that is. Pepitone. <laughs> always ends with the same, like. It's like when my dad raps. Oh, it's like it's the like, sensibility of like 1980s and the Cosby show and like. Right, my favorite is seeing like a 50 year old or like 60 year old comic do like a like his black guy voice and it's like like Robin Williams is the ultimate example he's just like say Jack come on over here snip me I'm making that gym you're like um have you not talked to a black person ago. since 1972 is that that's no one sounds like that anymore say Jack hey Jim oh come on over here have a seat there woo wee you got some beautiful barrel bottoms on my friend are those men tall <laughs> Just every bad stereotype. <laughs> That's a big hat. <laughs> There's a great line in in Superman, I think, two, where he goes and he changes in a in a you know a phone booth, right. and he comes out in his costume, and there happens to be like a pimp there. It's like a complete Say, racist. Jack. You know this? It's so racist. There's some old Jewish screenwriter like, what if a black pimp came along and saw his outfit? And thought it was awesome. And he goes, say, Jim. He goes, woo! Say, Jim. Woo! That is a bad outfit. Woo! And then he just, he just flies off. Superman's like, no time. And he flies off. <laughs> He woos twice. Yeah, he does woo <laughs> twice. Yeah. And, at the end. and then at the end <laughs> to punctuate. So if you're listening to the show and you're a hacky stand-up comic in his 50s or 60s who still does a rap, <laughs> or or knock it off. Or yeah. 20s or 30s. <clears throat> or 40s. Or any age. Or 10. <laughs> if you're 10 years old, no, you still have a bad habit. If, na- if your name is Martina De La Cruz, <laughs> step off, you whack motherfucking MC. I will destroy you. And lastly... Could you give some advice to our listeners, to us here at this table, that you would impart? <laughs> About what? It sounds... I yeah. thought I'd picture your failed last episode. Um, yeah, I will. If you're ever over at a friend's house and uh, you, their mom is serving dinner <laughs> and the chicken tastes like wood, the macaroni's soggy and the peas are just no good. Yes. Uh, I wish I knew more of this song, but... Basically, leave, and then a little while later, call your friend, and everything will be worked out. Do you think that you could stop at chicken tastes like wood, or do you have to get to the peas being soggy? You gotta just... I mean, maybe the peas are good. Right. But no. They're soggy. They're soggy. (laughs) (laughs) What was the advice for? Was that a real question? Oh, yeah. He asked everybody. It isn't an... Yeah, just some sort of distilled down nugget of truth or wisdom that you can impart to our listeners. A sincere one. A sincere. Here is a... I was just talking about this today. This is a sincere moment from Moshe Kasher. Um, Listen up, folks. This is big. One of the greatest lessons I ever got in my life was the idea that when you're angry at a person or hurt by a person and they've done you harm and you have a conflict with them, to examine... And this is something that I learned in like 12-step stuff. So it's not like I came up with this. But to examine that conflict through the lens of pretending that that person had done nothing like you don't even look at what they did to you whatsoever like zero so sean i steal your money and we start fighting about it and then you examine that ignoring the fact that i stole your money and i'm angry about that though where you're angry about that but the only thing you have power over an agency over is you so instead of even focusing on what i did you focus 100 percent on what you did which is maybe you earn got, the money <laughs> yeah, maybe you got in my face about stealing your money or maybe you stewed about it for 10 months or maybe but whatever it is and find and you find that it's like the most freeing thing in the world because it, it finds it gives you a way to 
get over resentment without holding all out for a person to come apologize for the thing that they did to you, which they'll never do because they're an asshole. They stole your money. Uh, and so then you have power, which is great. Power equal freedom. <laughs> and this has been the Underground Railroad here at KCSB, ladies and gentlemen. That's um, awesome. But I'm sorry. I'm just going to go back to that for a second. Yeah. So in that scenario, you stole my money. I don't think about that at all. But it made me angry, so I'm thinking about my own anger. Whatever thing you did. How I reacted. Whatever it is, right? Like, whatever it is. <clears throat> so we could find a real example right now on the podcast of something you're angry about. And we could find what your part is. But the, I think the point is not that you forgive people for doing harm to you. The point is that you find a way for you to figure out what you did wrong. And, and then this is the really hard part. Even apologize or make right up for that part, which... Here's the crazy voodoo magic of it all is every time I've done that, um, I've found a way to stop being angry at the person instantly upon apologizing. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, I actually can. I remember this guy was at, uh, it was many, many years ago. He left his car at my house and, um, he, in, he, he was like, will you, can I park your car, my car at your house and you, you know, take a look at it or what, just can I park it here? So in the interim, um, he, the tire went flat and he got a parking ticket because couldn't, we couldn't move the car. When he got back, I was like, okay, well, you got a ticket. I will split the ticket with you, and, which I thought was perfectly equitable. It was just doing a favor for someone. He got very mad. He, he wanted got, you to pay the whole he ticket. He wanted me to pay the whole ticket. He wanted me to because apologize. Why? Because you... I have no idea okay. what his thing was. And he got so mad that he got in my <clears> face. <throat> he was a big dude. got in my face and he started screaming, you really are fucking Jewish, right? So it was like a, and I was enraged. And this was a guy. Yes, I am. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Class dismissed. (laughs) Um, This was a guy, coincidentally, who I'd helped a great deal through the years. Mm -hmm. I I felt like I was really responsible for this guy guy having a major life transformation. Like I really had put a lot into helping him. And so immediately my reaction to him was, how dare he? I, I helped this guy. After all I, I did all for I you. All I did for him. I saved his life. And I realized when I started looking at my own sort of behavior about it that that's the attitude I'd come to him with uh, in the beginning. It was You owe me already. Just like, hey, man, you know, don't get mad at me, man. I'm the guy. I'm the, I've helped you. And I, you know, here. So even though compared to you really are fucking Jewish, that's really not that big of a deal. It's really like almost nothing compared to the kind of harm that he did me. Mm-hmm. I mean, harm, but you know, the, uh, the offense right. that he caused me. Anyway, I just, when I distilled it to that, um, nugget, that little nugget. <laughs> and I remember I called someone and asked them what I should do. And they were like, well, you should find your part and apologize. I mean, this is basic 12-step stuff. And so I'm not trying to be dogmatic. But I'm just saying, I'm not really involved in 12-step anymore. But that's one thing that I've kept with me. So when I distill... And to be fair, you really are fucking Jewish. I, re- I truly am fucking Jewish. Yeah. Um, so I called someone. I was like, what should I do about the situation? He's like, I think you should find your part and make an amends. And I was like, I will not do that. I, this guy hurt me, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Anyway, the point is, I found what I'd done wrong. I'd come to him in the spirit of arrogance, and I'd come to him with you know defensiveness, and I'd I'd wanted him to not dare talk to me like this. So every time he talked to me like this, I got more high. Um, so I apologized to him for that small little thing. The moment I apologized, it was very difficult to do. Yeah. The moment right. I apologized <laughs> to him, my anger disappeared. Whether that I don't know if that's magic. I don't know what it is, but it, it work, works and has worked every time I've done that. So but it's know. hard. 
It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it gives you power, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. It really gives you power. And with power comes responsibility. Right. Spider-Man. <laughs> it was Spider-Man. It was, it, was, it was Andrew Garfield. You motherfucker, I was really out there saving the Jewish. world. <laughs> and, he, and he said, and finally he apologized, and then he put on his costume, and I, I looked him in the eyes, and I said, Say, Jim, woo! That is a bad outfit! Woo! Woo! One more woo. Thank you. Uh, all right, well, go see Moshe at one eye Jacks. Yeah, one eye Jacks in the world. So go to my website, MosheCasher.com. Follow me on Twitter. That Natasha Legero is not bad as well. No, she's the best. Um, and we will see you next time on The Long Shot. Thank you. Class dismissed. In the bedroom. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> For episodes both past and future, join us online at www.thelongshotpodcast.com.